0: It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via the contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy this program, please consider subscribing to our podcast for just $5 a month at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Mondays, it's the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals, it's the Blue Beetle. This episode originally aired on September 4th, 1940, and on September 6th of 1940, and this is Asylum of Dr. Dreer. <laughs>
1: At Ganglin comes the mysterious, all powerful character who is a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone, but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk, but stronger than steel. Today's transcribed episode of the Fox feature, the Blue Beetle, is entitled, The Asylum of Dr. Drear. Who is Dr. Drear, and what sort of an asylum does he run? Is he a friend of the unfortunate, or is he a schemer against law and order? As our story opens today, Patrolman Dan Garrett, who is really the Blue Beetle, is entering the little apothecary shop of his friend and confidant, Dr. Franz the chemist. Hello, Doc. Cash customer. Oh, hello, Danny. What's new? There's a young lady waiting for you. A young lady? Where? Uh, Back in the laboratory. What does she want? And who is she? Uh, Diana Tilton. Banker Tilton's foster daughter? Yes. What's she doing here? I don't know, Danny. Uh, Hadn't you better go back and talk with her? She seems very much disturbed about something. All right, I'll talk with her.
2: Good evening, Miss Dilson. Oh, good evening. You're patrolman Dan Garrett, aren't you?
1: Yes, that's
2: right. Oh, I'm so glad you've come. I've been waiting some time.
1: What is it you wish to see me about?
2: Well, my father, uh rather, my foster father, has disappeared. He disappeared? Yes.
1: You're sure he hasn't gone out of town oh, on I'm business.
2: Positive. Here's a note he left for me. Hmm. i
1: And going away for a long rest. Don't worry. Linus will take care of everything. Love death. This doesn't look as if your father had been kidnapped or met foul play. It's his handwriting, isn't it?
2: Yes, I think so, but I'm not certain. Are
1: there any suspicious circumstances mixed up with the disappearance?
2: Yes, there are. What are they? Well, for one thing, Dad's nephew, Linus Weatherby.
1: Linus Weatherby?
2: Yes, do you know him?
1: Mm, only by reputation.
2: Quite a playboy. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I've heard.
2: Well, he's Dad's nephew and an officer of Dad's bank. Recently, things haven't been going any too well at the bank, and Dad's been worried...
1: Financially,
2: I mean. I see. Go on. Linus insists that Dad is acting strangely. And a month or so ago, he called in a psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Dreer, to examine Dad. What
1: was his opinion?
2: That Dad needed a rest.
1: Well, well, your father's note seems to indicate he has taken Dr. Dreer's advice.
2: Yes, but here's a strange thing. Dad can't read or write without his glasses. He wears them constantly. He'd be lost without them. Today, I found them in his desk drawer.
1: When did you last see him? two nights ago. Well, I wouldn't worry. He'll probably send for his glasses in a day or so and you'll learn his But
2: There's one thing more. What is that? Since father's disappearance, Linus has become more insistent that I marry him. He acts like someone who has the whip hand of a situation. He's becoming unbearable. Mm.
1: Why don't you go to the commissioner? Uh, He'd probably turn the city upside down to locate your father.
2: But that's just the point. I don't want to do that. If he is all right, he... Resent such interference. Then if he isn't... Oh, I don't know what to do. I'm so worried and puzzled. Oh, I just...
1: there, there. Don't cry. Oh. I'll do what I can to help you find your dad. Oh. Nah, you run along home and I'll phone you in the morning. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much.
2: There. That's to show you how much I appreciate your help. Goodbye.
3: Oh, gosh, I'm
1: glad Madigan didn't see her kiss me. I, I'd never hear the last of it.
3: And where is it we're headed for this morning, Danny? The booby hatch. The booby hatch, is Mm-hmm. Uh, did you reserve a single or a double room? A single. Uh, that'll be big enough for you. Is that so? Sure. And under what name did you register me? Sherlock Holmes. And I suppose you're Dr. Watson? No,
1: no. No, Daniel Boone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're calling up on a Dr. Dreher, who, according to Charlie Storm of the News, runs a private sanitarium for the mentally upset out of Tanglewood.
3: Oh, you mean he runs an insane asylum. That's
1: right. And why are we visiting Dr. Dreher? We'd like to discover if he has a patient there with the name of Tilton. The banker? The same. Oh, Chase. does the commissioner know about this? No, this is a private mission.
3: Okay, Danny, I'm with you. Let's go. <laughs>
1: Officer, of something wrong? One of my attendants said you wish to speak with me. Uh, Dr. Dreer, that's right. We're not here officially, Dr. Dreer. Uh, Miss Tilson, who happens to be a friend of mine, asked me to drive out here and ask if her father was here. Yes, yes, he's here. Would you like to see him? Yes, if we might. Very well. If you'll just come with me, I'll let you talk with him. But not very long, he's very nervous and tired, on the verge of a breakdown. You realize, I'm sure, what times like these can mean to a man in his position. Quite. And well, here we are. Two
3: gentlemen to see you, Mr. Wilson. Uh, Come in. Uh, Come in. Excuse my not rising. Very tired, you know. Nerve shot. Well, that's perfectly all right. we just call at the request of your foster daughter. She
1: was worried about you and thought you might be out here.
3: Oh, dear Diana. Tell her not to worry. I'll be all right in time, I hope. Tell her Linus will take care of everything. He's a good boy. Uh, he'll take care of me. I'll tell her, Mr. Tilson. Uh, just one thing more.
1: Did you write her this note?
3: Uh, let's see. Mm, my glasses are foggy. I see better without them. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, I, I wrote this note. Why?
1: Oh, she just wondered, that's all. Well, we won't disturb you any longer. I hope you recover your health and strength very quickly, Mr. Tilson.
3: Goodbye. And goodbye, and thanks for coming. Uh, tell Diana not to visit me until I'm... Oh, my head, oh, my very, very head, very oh. He's oh. a very sick
1: man. So it appears. Goodbye and thanks. Come on, Mike. Well... What do you think, Donnie? I think it's strange that a man who's supposed to be unable to read or write without his glasses takes them off to read that note. Step on it, Mike. I've got a hunch and I want to play it quickly. I know. I see. Well, let's pretend I'm Sir Lancelot's brother. His
3: twin brother. Uh, Yes.
1: We got twins in here. Have you? Yes. What's their name?
3: Kilton.
1: Are you sure? By the holy grail, I swear. I've seen them. Show me, will you? Uh, On
3: one condition, Sir Lancelot. What's that? Uh, Promise me you'll get me a new round table. They took mine away. Okay, I promise. Follow me, but don't make a sound. There's black knights on guard, and Merlin the magician is always snooping around. Who's Merlin? The wicked magician who runs this place calls himself Dr. Drear, but he can't fool me. <laughs> here, here, this way. Uh, follow me. I am my father's spirit. Doomed for a certain time to walk the night and by the day confined to fast and fire.
1: Look one more upon my beloved friend, and I shall die. I
2: shall be, The mouth ran up the clock. The clock, the clock, the mouth ran down.
3: See, here's one twin. He's the crazy one. They keep him locked up. Thanks very much, King Arthur. You're welcome, Sir Lancelot. I'm going now before the black knights come. Don't forget about my round table. Yeah, what's going on outside, my dog? Is
1: that you, Mr. Tilson? The real Mr. Tilson? Of
3: course it's me. Who are you? A blue Beetle. Yeah, Blue Beetle. <laughs> I thought they'd get you someday. Always doing crazy stunts.
1: I'm here to save you. Who sent you? Never mind that now. Tell me who put you in here. Oh, that low down nephew of mine. He and Dr. Freya. They must have drugged me. Just a minute now till I try one of my master's tricks. To horse,
3: to horse. The, the black knights are coming. To horse, to horse. There he is. Come on, Joe. Perry. Come on, stairway. Perry. Yes,
1: it's a blue beetle! Come on, you mugs, and get nipped. Stuck him with the rubber hose, Joe. Hey, to get under my. Let's get that you Joe.
3: Hey, what's the matter <laughs> with that room there,
1: Joe? All oh, right, hey, but then. I'm going the other way.
3: Uh, here, 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 what's going
1: on here? It's a blue no beetle. He was talking to Joe. Now, shut up. Come well, on your gas mask stand aside till I give him a shot of this tear gas. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they have
3: killed Sir Lancelot. <inaudible> Sir Lancelot's dead. Wait a minute, stay <inaudible> seconds. In the morning, we'll <inaudible> give the blue beetle a permanent room.
1: Without windows. What will happen to the blue beetles in the sanitarium of Doctor Dreer? Will he be able to free himself from the straitjacket and save Banker Tilson? These questions will be answered in the next transcribed episode of the Blue Beetle. feature, appearing in Mystery Men Comics Magazine and the Blue Beetle Magazine. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers. And don't forget to listen in to... underworld, the smash gangland, and the mysterious, all-powerful character who is a problem to the police but a crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone but suspected by none. of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as
3: silk but stronger than steel.
1: Today's episode of the transcribed Fox feature, The Blue Beetle, is the second part of a story entitled The Asylum of Dr. Dreer. In the previous episode, Diana Tilson asked Patrolman Dan Garrett to locate her missing foster father, Banker Tilson. He has disappeared, leaving a note addressed to her saying he was going away for a rest. She is suspicious, however, of the actions of Tilson's nephew, Linus Weatherby, and a Dr. Dreer, a psychiatrist. ...whom Weatherby brought in to examine the banker. Armed with a description of the banker... ...Dan Garrett and Mike Mannigan... ...visit the private sanitarium of Dr. Dreer. They are permitted to interview a man... ...who fits the description of banker Tilton. He claims he is on the verge of a nervous breakdown... ...and wishes to remain for a long rest. But a suspicious circumstance... ...makes Dan Garrett decide to return later... ...as the Blue Beetle. He finds the real Tilson ...and is about to release him from a cell when he is discovered by the guards and Dr. Dreer and overcome by tear gas. As the episode ended, he was strapped in a straitjacket and locked up among the more violent inmates. As today's story opens, Diana Tilson's cellar is ringing. Hello? Is that Miss Tilson? Yes. Have you seen Dan Garrett? Who is
2: this? Uh,
3: This is Officer Monaghan down
2: in Oh. No, I haven't seen him. Oh, that's strange.
3: I haven't either. Not since we got back
2: from Dr. Greer's insane asylum. Oh, tell me, did you find my father? Yes, we did. Did you show him my note? Yes,
3: he read it.
2: Oh, did he have his glasses? Yes, has he... Hello? Hello? Oh, hello. Oh, hello, Lana. Yes, I was talking to someone about father.
1: And what did they tell you?
2: Well, they've seen him out of Dr. Greer's sanitarium.
1: Oh. Diana... Why don't you marry me and let me take care of you? Someday I'll inherit Uncle's money and you'll be rich.
2: No, Linus. No use. I'll never marry you.
1: You may change your mind. You're upset now. I think I'll have Dr. Dreer talk with you. Perhaps a little rest at his sanitarium would uh, get your thoughts in the right oh, channel. Pardon Dr. me, sir. Is Dr. Dreer calling to see you. Thank you, Wetter. Show him into the library. I'll be right down,
2: very, very good, sir.
1: Before I go, I want to warn you, young lady you want to save your father's life, you'd better do as I say. Good night, sir. You say, Jerry, the Blue Beetle was also out there? Yes. We caught him talking to your uncle, the real banker Tiltrum. that's bad. No, we'll take care of the Blue Beetle. Don't worry about him. What about Olsen? The actor who's impersonating Joe. I'll take care of him also. And by the way, he'd like to have some more money on account. And so would I. You'll get it. And you'll get it when I get it. What about the meeting with the mayor's committee tomorrow? That's all arranged. You have oath there made up as my uncle. You'll verify what I tell the committee. Very well. But I must be getting back to my sanitarium. It's quite late we'll and... Stay uh, here tonight. Everything's in order out there, isn't it? I believe so. Fine. Then we'll go out and burn up the town. After tomorrow, our worries will be over you
3: Blue doesn't work for money. You belong here, Blue Beetle. You're really crazy. Where are the
1: guards? The other wing drunk, apparently. Come on, Mr. Tilton. Follow me. How did you get out of that cell in straightjacket? master keys and a special 2X formula that gives me super strength and vitality. Nah. Nah, the guards in my quarters. <laughs> what a headache they're going to have in the morning. But maybe if Doctor Dreer—well, what are you going to do? Wait here until we see if Doctor Dreer's in his office.
3: Ah, huh. wonder where Dreer is. He's probably in town with that no-good nephew of mine, painting the town oh, red. I'm going to take a chance and answer that
1: telephone. I'll disguise my voice. Hello? Yeah. Who? Uh, is that Doctor Dreer? Yeah, this is Gus. Yeah, Gus. Sure, everything's under control. Yeah, you're staying in town tonight. Okay. Who? Oh, the guy impersonating Tilton. <laughs> sure, I'll leave a message for him. I mean, uh, I'll tell him to come to town in the morning. Uh, the Blue Beetle? <laughs> Say, Doctor Blue Beetle and Tilton are just where they ought to be. Yeah. Okay, goodbye. Why, well, you'd make a good actor, Blue Beetle. Oh, thanks. Come on, let's get out of here. My car's hidden alongside the road about a mile
3: from here. You didn't make it, Mr. Tilton? I never felt better in my life. Come on. When I get back to town, we'll put those scoundrels where they belong.
1: Oh, here comes Weatherby now. Oh, where's Tilton? I don't know he should be here. Gentlemen, yes. has the mayor arrived? riot? Ronnie couldn't make it. Press of official duties. Oh, I'm sorry. Will you be seated, please? Yes. Uh, yes. Thank
3: yes. you. Where's your
1: uncle, Mr. Weatherby? I'll have to ask your indulgence, gentlemen. Uncle Amos is a very sick man. He'll be here in just a moment with his physician, Dr. Greer. Well, that's too bad. Oh, I, I didn't know he was able. In the meantime, we'll get down to business. You, gentlemen, are a committee appointed by the mayor, I believe, to represent the city in receiving a gift of one million dollars from my uncle to be matched by another million appropriated by the city to build a children's hospital. Yes, yes, that's right. Well, gentlemen, it is my sad duty to have to inform you that my uncle is withdrawing his offer. What, what? What's that? Did, did we hear you right, young man? You did, gentlemen. My uncle feels that he has too many obligations and too many duties right now. He's on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Therefore, he is turning his affairs over to me, to manage. Well, what about your authorizing this gift? Oh, gentlemen, I agree with Uncle Amos. I do not feel that his financial condition will allow such a gift to be made at present. But what the city has already appropriated its share, the land has been condemned, and the work of demolishing old tenements has been started. I'm sorry, gentlemen, but the decision is final. Well, I demand to see Amos Tilson. Until I hear it from his own lips,
3: I will not believe it. Just
1: he... a moment, gentlemen. Here's Uncle Amos now. He will speak for himself. We will turn over here, please.
3: Gentlemen, what my nephew has just told you is true. I'm turning my affairs over to a younger man to handle. I want to rest and enjoy life. As soon as my nephew converts my real estate holdings and other possessions into cash,
0: we are going away
3: for a long trip. Heaven's peace today. I am very
1: tired. Dr. Trier, my uncle, I'm afraid he's just fainted. If you'll have the maid get some water, I'll give him my epidemic. Gentlemen, I know you'll excuse me, but I must uh, be with my own. It's a very
3: pretty scene, but it won't. Well, uh, it, it looks it, like. It, it, it is Amos Tilton, the real Amos Tilton. This man is an <laughs> imposter. I'll call the police. Impostor, my eye, you young chickenette. You and that crooked Dr. Dreher thought you could get rid of me and take over my fortune. But your plan didn't work out. Look, look there. the other Kilton, He's running for the door. And Dr. Dreher with him. Okay, Stop us. there in the doorway. Well, who is it? The Blue Beetle.
1: And I've come to nip three crooks. Stand where you are. Dreher, Weatherblay, and Olson. Officer Manigan and his assistants will escort you to headquarters. They're on their way here now. Good work, Blue
3: Beetle. But where's my daughter? She's right there,
2: Uncle The Blue Beetle just released me from my room. Her line has locked me
3: in. Well, he'll soon be locked in where even the Blue Beetle can't free him. Gentlemen, tell the mayor my gift to the city still stands. Oh, thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Shepard. Don't thank me. Thank the Blue Beetle. If it hadn't been for him, there'd be no children's hospital for your city. Well, Danny, and how did you like your visit to the
1: booby hatch, as Mannigan calls it? Oh, that's a terrible place. Well, what will happen to it now that Dr. Dreher is in prison? Hey, Miss Kirsten's going to take it over and make a real sanitarium out of it. Real psychiatrist at the head of it. Mm-hmm. saw modern conveniences and more humane personnel. Ah, that's splendid. Uh, uh, what about Weatherby? He's to be disinherited. Tilton's money will go to his foster daughter, Diana. Well, these blue beetles certainly straightened that situation out, but there's one thing he forgot. Forgot? Yes, a promise he made to King Arthur. King Arthur? Why, who's King Arthur? One of the unfortunates at the sanitarium. Uh, where are you going, Danny? I'm going to buy King Arthur the new round table I promised him. little private work of patrolman Dan Garris as the Blue Beetle brought happiness to many people as well as justice to a group of dishonest men. The moral of this story is, always find time to help the unfortunate. And whenever you make a promise, keep it. What further adventures await the Blue Beetle in his crusade against crime? This question will be answered in the next transcribed episode of the Blue Beetle. Fox feature appearing in Mystery Men Comics magazine and The Blue Beetle magazine. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspaper. And don't forget to listen in to The
3: Blue Beetle.
0: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Now, this wasn't a bad episode of the Blue Beetle, and it had a happy ending for Mr. King Arthur. And uh, I'm sad to say that this is the last episode of the Blue Beetle for this season. That's right. Next week, I'm excited to announce that season six of I Love Old Time Radio begins, and I'll be going over a little bit about uh, what we have in store for Mondays on I Love Old Time Radio in Season 6. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple, or Google. We're also on Stitcher, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.